Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the Price and Presley Spook Show. I'm Terry Price. I am Harold Presley. Welcome once again. Spook Show here. We're taking a look at uh, the spooky paranormal stuff at you. You can't, just can't explain. Sometimes, I know from personal experience, you can't go to sleep afterwards. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm up wide awake, man. He says, uh, a lot of times. He, he says a regular guy look, and that, what that means is, is we're two regular guys yeah. taking a look at it from the safety of our yeah. podcasting booth here at home. <laughs> so, you know, sort of like you listeners, either like like you would be. You're just a regular guy. Look, we're not professionals at this, although Terry has more experience in this. He used to be an investigator, and we talked about it on our, on our very, very first show. We talked, You can go back, you know, in our uh, archives and listen to that show. You don't believe me. And he can tell you, you can listen to what he told you all about the, his experiences with that, okay? And, uh, you know, one of the shows we had before, we had the, we had the, the retired prison guard uh, captain. Jerry was with us. From the Oklahoma State Maximum yeah. Security Penitentiary. Yes, where they send the worst of, of the, the worst. worst. We're, going, we're having Jerry back today, all right? All right. I'm, I'm happy. To, you, you there, Jerry? Uh, I'm here, and thank you all for having me back. All right. Well, before we get into Jerry's story, we want to remind everybody yeah. to uh, be sure to go down and hit the subscribe button button if you're listening to us on YouTube and give us a thumbs up. Thumbs up. That helps us uh, you know, keep and the like. show going. That's right. Uh, if you're at Facebook, be sure you follow our Facebook page so that you can be updated whenever we drop a That's uh, Price show. Presley Spook Show on Facebook. Facebook.com, yeah. Price Presley Spook Show. Yeah. And uh, also, you can get uh, all the shows before they drop on YouTube and Facebook at Podbean. Podbean. For a one-time fee of twenty dollars, yeah. you just, you get you can download everything all the we shows. upload is going to be there, and you can that's just right. listen to them at your at your leisure. That is absolutely correct. And and send us your stories. That's right. Yeah. Where can they send us our, their stories, Harold? Price Presley Show at Gmail dot com. That's Price Presley Show at Gmail dot com. I know when I talk like that, you can't hear me. Yeah. When I talk like that, you can hear me better. <laughs> well, I, I, listen, it, it doesn't matter whether it's Bigfoot, ghosts, UFO, chupacabra, yeah. uh, something that goes creak in the night. We want to hear your story. So That please. was actually, uh, this is totally off. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a trivia group, and we play trivia every uh -huh, Thursday. Uh -huh. Well, we do it Tuesdays now. Uh, and one of the questions had to do with that. We, it was the largest rodent in the world. It was, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was a... Uh, it was Cabra. It was the last name of it. I, I can't remember the first name, but it was down in sometimes South America, somewhere in South America. This mm -hmm. thing was huge. Mm. It was huge. Uh, do you have? Is there? Is there a? Uh, do you not like rodents, Harold? You know I don't like rodents, <laughs> man. We're talking about do I like rodents? Is there? Let me ask Jerry. Is there a rodent problem in uh, in prison anywhere? Actually, it wasn't a roach problem, but we did have a cockroaches big enough. You could put a saddle on. Oh my, oh my goodness. God. <laughs> now see that would, that would creep me out. Yeah, I hate roaches, man. Yeah, and those cockroaches, you, they're like indestructible. Oh my I God. mean, sometimes I've stepped on them before and that didn't do it. I think cockroaches are paranormal. I really do. They've, they've well, been these, around forever. These things are so big and plus like that we're in a prison setting. I yeah. mean, it's the worst of the worst in the last place of the line for these guys. And, you get these big old cockroaches, you're afraid to step on them, afraid that they'd pick your foot up and move. Say, nah, <laughs> not, today. not today, pal. <laughs> not here. Oh my God. All right, Jerry, Let's we're going to just turn this over to you. You told me last time we spoke that you had some stories that would send chills down Harold's spine, which isn't very hard to do. But we want to hear them. So, ladies and gentlemen, retired yeah, yeah, let's get, prison let's guard get captain it. Jerry. Hit yeah. it, man. Part two. Tell us some stuff, Jerry. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going. I'm gonna. I told y'all about the old execution. Yes. 
I told y'all a few stories of this. Well, this one's going to go to the new execution rooms where they were carried out the the last executions there. Now, this was by lethal state. lethal injection. Correct. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, every class of new cadets for the whole state, they used to come down on their last day of their training. It was several weeks long, but on the last day or the close to the last day, they would come to our fine establishment and take a tour of the place. Mm -hmm. Well, I always got tasked with leading the tour and talking because evidently I like to talk. Uh, We would uh, go all through the facility and then the last place we would go would be up to the execution room. And you got, it's actually three rooms. You have one room that with a two-way mirror or two for the victim's family. And then you have oh, yeah, the next that. room is uh, got two little stage areas. Like there's the back row would be for the press. Front row would be for the inmate's family that is doing the execution. And you're, excuse me, looking through a glass window into another room where the actual table is. Okay. Uh, We would take the class in there and we would tell them the history of the execution room and how many, you know, was put to death in that room and tell them, you know, the stories. Well, we had a class. It wasn't too big of a class, so. It was me and another officer from my facility. We uh, let the cadets go on out, and we got through with everything. And the metal door that you used to shut, you would have to lock the door, then pull it open and shut it before it would actually lock. And it's a metal door, right? Mm -hmm. We searched to make sure it was empty. Turn the light off. The door shut. I turned and locked the door, opened it, and shut it. And when me and my partner turned to walk off, somebody started banging on this door from the inside. Oop, you left somebody in there. Oh, somebody's in there. Well, that's what we thought. So I unlocked the door, opened the door, turned the light on, and we stepped in, and we cleared it again. Nobody was in there. You mean to tell me that you'd shut the door, turn the lights out, shut the door, start to walk away, and somebody went to banging on that door, and there was nobody in there? Exactly. Well, my partner's a lot like Harold. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) His eyes was getting real big, and he goes, no, uh, uh, no, no, no. Oh, hell no. That's exactly. So we said, okay. So I turned the light off, the door shut. I put the key in, turned and locked it, opened the door, shut it again. And we go to walk off again and it started banging again. I turned and looked at the door and I felt this wind go by me. Oh, great. A breeze. Your your friend was so scared he passed some gas. I turned around and my partner was gone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just 
smart man. Oh, uh, you're right. He is a lot like Harold. Get the hell out of there, man. I don't know. You ain't got to hit me over the head with it. I mean, two bangs on the door. I'm gone. Wow. Okay. What, what happened after that? Wait, 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 wait. I got. I got the investigator in me. Is, oh, is, you want to know what? Okay. Yeah. Was there anything, anything at all that could have caused the banging? Is there machinery in the room? Was uh, could it have been the there ven- is, ventilation or anything like there that? There is no machinery, and like I said, guys, this is a metal door. Yeah. It is extremely heavy, and if it didn't have the uh, the shock for the door, it would not. You could not open it by yourself so it, it had it had hydro kind wow. of a hydraulic shock on oh, there? so it's a big door correct that's, that's a big heavy door that's down yeah, solid that's good you know. yeah because that's got to be one of the i mean it's got to be extremely secure because that's an execution well does it d- yeah. does it make you wonder that maybe it might have been a prisoner who died in there that found it doesn't know that it's dead and found itself in there and the door shut and come on man well, really? well, the, well see, this <laughs> is, i'm just thinking this is fixing to go into well, I wish my wife would knock I, on the door in here right now. <laughs> go uh, right along with this. I'm sorry, Jerry. I was talking over you. Say that one more time. I did. I got another story that's got. got I'm going to go right along with. Okay. It. Okay. And it's it going to answer your question. Okay. So, so oh, okay. Ask the question having to do with this story. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you asked if uh, it could be an inmate. Well, me and another. This is before, right before, an execution. Okay. All right. It was me and another. He was a staff member. He was actually sitting next to the two-way mirrors, about two rows from me, and I was looking into the execution room, and we were just kind of making sure everything was clean and ready for an execution. Well, he's sitting down, and we're we're not talking to each other, and I'm just kind of looking into the execution room when I hear kind of a faint whisper of my last name okay oh great all right that's (laughs) what the inmates call you by is your last name they don't know your first name yeah so if i'm out in public or anything and i hear my last name hollered at me i know that it's an ex-inmate ex-inmate yeah all right so that's what this probably could have been right an ex-inmate calling you well i thought it was the guy i thought it was the guy behind me Ah, okay. I turned around and I looked at him and I said, what do you want? He goes, what do you mean? What do I want? And I said, you just called my name. He goes, I did not. <laughs> and I said, quit playing with me. And he goes, dude, I don't know. And anyways, he shut up. I turned back around, was looking and a few minutes went by and I heard it whispered again. I turned around and I said, what are you? Well, he wasn't no longer there. I'm in the room by myself. Oh my. So he just, he took off. He wasn't there for the last time my my name was mentioned. Oh, oh, I got you. And I had, I've worked death row and I've been taking part of executions, took part in every execution since 97. Yeah. Up until the last one we had. So I knew a lot of the guys that we had to put down. I see. So yes, I think it was one of the guys that knew you. Yes. That had known you when, when he was there. Okay. Wow. Now yes. that's, that's some creepy stuff right there. Can you imagine being standing in a room down there in an execution room, Harold, yeah. mind you in, 
a prison that houses the worst of the worst, and you're standing there all by yourself, and the first thing you hear is, Presley. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, no. Presley. Who <laughs> 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 call my name? Boy, if my wife knocked on the door right now, Harold would come out of that chair like a jack-in-the-box, <laughs> I, I promise I, you. I'd be fine, because I know she's there. <laughs> I know she's there. <laughs> if we were in the house by ourselves, and she, wouldn't, like, she was like across the country, and then there was a knock, I yeah. might freak out then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, it's, it's just one. It's the dog. It's, it's the dog. It's the dog. Because we had a dog that could basically open the doors. You know, right. can, can open doors. So I, you know, I, dogs can do that. Well, that's just that. That sounds very interesting to me, that Jerry. Is, that, be, because uh, it, you know th- that that falls right in line with with some other uh, stories that I've heard, and 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 in fact, a couple of uh, investigations that I went on back in the day, uh, the people would 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 uh, say that they could have sworn they heard somebody calling their name. Yeah. You know, and, and that happens a lot to normal people too. I, I've experienced that. I've experienced it sounds like somebody may have called your name and you kind of look around yeah. like. I, I could hear it clear as day. Some yeah. Carol, you know, clear as day. And I say, which one of y'all call me? Neither. We didn't say anything. What yeah. are you talking about? And I, you, you could hear it clear, clearly. Well, you know, I was told one time when I was young that if you ever were by yourself at night and you heard somebody call your name, not to acknowledge it because it was the devil calling right. you. Dude, come on, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you that. I didn't need that in my head. Okay, I didn't even need well, that in there. <laughs> well, Terry, I am a call Indian. Oh, yeah? And there's a lot of wives tell about the Stagini. 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 Okay. You can you can look it up. It's uh, through a lot of Indian folklore and stuff. Mm-hmm. The Choctaw Indian, Choctaw Nation. It's well, it it's actually goes through the Cherokee, all the Indians. You can find something about the skin. Is it kind of like a skinwalker? It is, and a lot of other like the Ch- the Cherokees and stuff like that. It's act they actually call it a skinwalker. Oh, I see, I see. So basically, we're talking about a skinwalker. Exactly. And <laughs> one of the shapes it's supposed to take is owl. An owl. Owl? Okay. Owl, yes. And the the de- where the death chamber and all that is, it's on a unit underground, okay? And my dog kennels, I mentioned to y'all before I was canine officer, my dog kennels are pretty close to this unit. Mm-hmm. All right, that's where my dogs were kept, and the pr- the prison rodeo grounds is right there on the other side. Yeah, we should probably mention uh, right now that that the Oklahoma State Penitentiary used to have the world's largest behind the walls prison rodeo. Prison rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sir. I've heard of that. Actually, heard of that. You know, yeah. the the known well, for that. It is. Yeah. yeah. I heard something, and this was I was out there late one night with my dogs. <coughs> Excuse me. And I heard something like wings flapping. Like I said, I'm outside. Yeah. And I looked up over the prison or the rodeo walls. And guys, I'm I'm a country boy. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest owls I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> you making it sound come like over that wall. <laughs> and how big was it really my, uh, oh it was huge guys it was, it was bigger than my dog oh my goodness yeah what that's pretty yes. big size that's a pretty good size owl you know he was 
huge. And the first thing that entered my mind was my father telling me these stories of the Stegini and the owl being a messenger of death. If oh. you see it, you kill it. Yeah. That way you don't don't get the message. Mm-hmm. My grandfather also and grandmother both also used to talk about if if an owl was on your house hooting three nights in a row, you had to kill it or somebody in your family was going to die. Yes, it's it's giving you a <laughs> you message, guys, a death message. Oh, okay. You know, it's old folklore, you know. Yeah. I rarely see owls anyway, so, you know. We have an owl that hoots outside this yeah. window a well, lot, you, you actually. I live out in a, you know, a yeah. wooded area. Not, yeah. not wooded, but there's woods. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, you live in town. I, I live in town. I, I, I I'm not a country boy, you know. Not, <laughs> I, not, not by any stretch of imagination, no. Now, I've been to, I've been, I got relatives, you know, go to go, when my grandfather, my uncle's, you know, farms and stuff. But I didn't spend a lot of time out so, there. I, I remember distinctly the first time I went out there and I saw what they told me was a, called a salt lick, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that yeah. was. Yeah. And they said, that's salt lick for the cows. I said, what? What is it? It's salt. I said, it's salt. And I, I had to know, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a kid. I go over and I lick it. And I thought I was <laughs> going to throw salt. up, man. I said, I, he said, I told you what it was, boy. But uh, I said, okay. What but happened? Anyway, I had to get that in. I, that, that's my extent of my country, countryness. Right what there. happened to the, I mean, what, what happened when the owl, fl- did it just fly away or what, what, what happened? Well, it, it's flying over. It started coming towards me. Nuh-uh. Like directly I, at you. I went into the kennels because, I mean, something that big coming at you. Yeah, you, you want to get away from it, you know. And the the reason why I'm telling you all this story <laughs> is when we used to take part of when the rodeo happened, they would ship in inmates from other facilities. And if it took longer than two or three hours to get here, they had to stay the night there at our facility. So back in talk to the building that was five stories up, the top floor is all open. Okay, mm-hmm. except for where the bathroom it is, and they would put cots and stuff up there for the inmates. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my, I work nights, and I would take tours for people. I guess you can call it ghost hunting. Really? But I was I was letting them know, you know, the old how the prison used to operate and what was housed here and what was housed there. And anyways, I had a group probably a 10 officers and some of them were seasoned officers that never been in this area of the prison. And, uh, this, it was shut down and I took them up to the fifth floor and there was dust and stuff all over the floor. All right. Cause nobody's been up there for a couple of years. Well, as we was fixing open that door to go in, Two of the officers with us that were in the back was hearing something tell them not to go in there. They were hearing an audible noise or something in their yes. head. Something, something audible was telling them. You mean do not count, go like, in there? Like the Amityville horror, where it's telling you get out. Is they hear this? Don't go in. They there. were hearing it. Yes. And what did they do? And they were telling me that we shouldn't go in there, and I. I called him a couple of names and <laughs> I went in anyway. It's and of course that, that got everybody else's attention. So they wanted to go in. Yeah. 
Well, like I said, this is, I couldn't tell y'all how long it is. I mean, it's, they, the floors below house 90 inmates. Okay. Okay, so it's a pretty big area. Yeah. Well, we're standing up, and I'm telling them, you know, the history of the place, and there was enough of the moonlight and lights from the yard shining through. You could kind of see in there a little bit. Well, as I was looking all the way down at the end, they had these brick pillars right in the middle, you know, kind of holding the roof and everything up. It looked like somebody, it was a shadow figure, it looked like somebody was peeking out from behind one of them. Oh, Lord. Yikes. Well, the two that heard don't go in there, <laughs> they said, I'm out, and he left. <laughs> I'm not going in there. Because <laughs> we're, we're all seeing this. Yeah. Well, I told them the people that was left with me, I said, spread out. Let's walk to the end. That way, whatever's there, if it comes out, it we're going to get it. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually another. thinking it's somebody there. Yeah. So we spread out. We're walking, and I'm walking right dead center towards this pillar. And the shadow figure ducks back behind it. Oh, my. And uh, we get to the end. Guys, there's nothing there. Nothing came out on the other side. There's no place for it to go. And you all saw this thing. We all saw it. So so er everybody confirmed that they saw it. So Yes. Everybody there saw this figure. Well... We turned around, we was going to go back to the door to lead now, which is right in the middle of the room. Yeah. Well, I stopped in the pillar closest to the door, and, you know, and I'm talking some more, and I turned on my flashlight. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jerry. I, before you get to the climax, I, I, I just got to You guys see a, a figure peeking from around a column. All of you see it, and yet you're just moseying back through the room, just talking. I mean, you guys are some tough SOBs, if I if I may say well, so. They're thinking logically. They're thinking it's something, an actual person there. That's what they're exactly. thinking. You know? They think, well, it's a person. And we got to get him. And every, the things that we have seen and dealt with in there, it, it's going to take a lot to really spook somebody. Okay, I get that. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, because we have to stand on the ground no matter what. Yeah. But anyways, when I turned on my flashlight, it was pointed towards the ground. And as I told you all at the beginning, there's dust all over the floor. Right. There was barefoot footprints on the ground. That weren't there before? We don't know if they were there before or not. You just saw them over there. You gonna, you're not going to have a staff member or anybody else walking around barefooted. That's, that's right. <laughs> and, and you saw them over there where you saw the figure at? It was walking back there towards that area. Towards that area where the figure was. Yes. Were there were there multiple footprints or just the one? No, just, just a single set of footprints. And they stopped in the middle of the room and... No more. Wow. So, so what was the ex- what what explanation did y'all come up for for this? Because you have to explain it somehow, don't you? We couldn't come up with an explanation. <laughs> I mean, so in your report, and you guys, I know you guys have to write reports. What are you putting down there? <clears throat> no, there wasn't going to be no report over that. Because how would you 
do that. Yeah, I guess not. How you gonna write? Because we confirmed, we confirmed nothing was there. Well, how the hell are we gonna write this down, guys? I mean, holy moly! <laughs> Jesus, I'm glad I didn't work at the prison. Wow, that's wow, that's crazy, man. That's 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 crazy. Now you did and, say before you you guys went in there that a couple of other guys they didn't go in; they just left. They just, I'm not. We're not going in. Well, they they went in until we saw the shadow figures peeking then, around the. Oh, and then they and turned they left. Said, yeah, they said, "Okay, I, we're out," and they went down <laughs> to the to the bottom by the entrance because I had locked us all in. Okay, so we'll be <laughs> we'll, we'll be down, we'll stand guard down here while y'all. Yeah, are in they there. they stood guard there by the door leading outside. We're gonna call those two Shaggy and Scooby. Oh, geez, Jerry. That's that's in because honest to God, I, I'm not joking you. I I've actually investigated places. I've been in situations where you know, paranormal activity is is going on. I've seen shadows, but let me tell you, I've never seen a fully formed shadow that that was just standing there looking at me. All the shadows I've ever seen were moving. Now you you're saying, and let me just clarify it a little bit. You're saying you you saw a shadowy figure, so you couldn't tell. It was like. What it was. It was like, okay, let me, it, I could see, make out the shape of a head, mm -hmm. the shoulders, and the arm. You know how when you look around the corner, you'll put your hands on the corner. Right. And yeah. try to look around the Steady corner. yourself. Yeah. 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 That's what this thing was doing. All right. Oh, man. And, and it was, it, and what color was it? Was it black? It was solid black. Solid black. Okay. So you couldn't yeah, make out was, eyes or anything it, like that. No. And to explain it, like I said, there was a little bit of light coming in through the windows. Okay. So you could see a little bit, even though it was dark back there, this was darker. Yeah. Oh, it was, uh, yeah. That, okay. So you, you could know, see a figure you, and it was dark. You just couldn't make out anything. But you knew sense. it was a figure and it was something moving, you know. Yes. Wow. But we I, could tell it was in the shape of a human. Well, I'll tell you, you know, shadows have always, you know, I, I've never been scared on any of my investigations, but there have been a few times that, it was, it got pretty creepy and, and it's always involved the shadows, yeah. uh, the shadow figures or shapes or whatever. Um, it, I can't honestly say how I would have reacted had it been a fully formed figure because I've, like I say, I've yeah. never seen a fully formed, I've seen the shadows move yeah. that we couldn't recreate an actual figure. I, I've seen them turn, well, I've seen them turn corners, yeah. but I've never seen anything just standing there looking at me that I can remember I with the exception of, of one time uh, at a place called Catfish Plantation. Uh, that's in a different interview, so we won't, yeah, we we won't talk go about back to that. that but, coming up. But, uh, it, I have one more story that okay. really kind of really kind of messed with me. Okay. Oh, well, here we, it, that's it, the one I want to hear. And yeah. it, it, stuck, it stuck, sticks with me today. All right. Uh, and this is in the same building before it was shut down. All right. All I right. was working on the third floor. We had inmates housed on the first, second, third and fourth it was on a visiting day a weekend there's no cameras or anything in the stairway okay okay so if anything was going to happen you're on your own in there and you can be in there for hours before anybody knows you're in there i see i got three inmates off of my floor went up to the fourth floor got two more inmates and I was taking them, going to take them down to the visiting room. Well, I kept getting this feeling that something was fixing to happen. 
and like I said before, you've got to learn to trust your instinct. Kind of a premonition. So the the hair on the back of my neck, as we kept getting closer to the first floor, and like I told y'all before, there's actually a basement as yeah. well. So you're in well, the anyway, you're in the stairwell at this point. I'm in the stairwell with five inmates. Okay. And like I said, this is the worst of the worst. They're not at this time. They wasn't restrained. Okay, we didn't have to restrain them to take them to visiting. Well, as we was getting closer to the first floor, the the feeling that something was fixing to happen was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Well, we get to the second floor, and all five inmates stopped. And I automatically think, thought to myself, well, here we go. I'm fixing to have to fight all five of these guys. This this is it. Yeah. They turned and looked at me and one of them said, there is something not right. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, there is something, something is fixing to happen. Something's not right. So they were feeling it too. They were feeling it as well. Well, I told them, I said, oh, y'all are full of it. Go on down. Because, you know, I can't show fear. We get to the first floor, and we were going to go to the door to lead us out. And I said, hang on, guys. Let's go on down to the basement because there's another door at the bottom there that leads into the basement area that goes into the old execution and all that area. What was the purpose of bringing them on down in there? Well, I wanted to see what was down there because, like I said, I was trying to trust my instinct. Okay. Well, all five of these bad, bad guys told me no. (laughs) Wow. They are not going to go down to the basement. So that was going to be be past where you needed to go, right? Yes, You need to come out the first floor. Okay, all right. And, uh, well, I call them a couple of wimpy names and stuff. And I started to go out, I told them to stay there, and I was going to go down there and see if what's going on down there. So you thought maybe there was some somebody down there that wasn't supposed to be down there. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> I started going down there, and I don't know if y'all have ever, if you're fixing to do something that you're not supposed to do, and you hear a voice in your head saying, this is stupid, yeah. don't oh, do yeah. this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we've all so been there. Voice, this voice was going off in my head, don't go down there. Well, I ignored it. I get to the bottom, and at this point, it was really, that voice is like screaming at me. Yeah. Do not look in that window, because there's a window in the doorway. Guys, I could not bring myself to look in that window. The, the I had goosebumps, the hair on the my arms, everything was standing up. I could not bring myself to look through this window in the door. Yeah. And it's locked. It's it's locked, secured. There's no way in or out unless you have keys. And it was like I said, it was locked. I could see it. Yeah. I turned around to go back up and I heard a 
I want to say it was kind of a groan, half groan, half growl type noise. Uh-uh. I don't know what was there. And I've got goosebumps and the hair standing on my standing up on my arms right now. Um, I got goosebumps right now listening to this. I'm just wondering what what, what the hell? I got up <laughs> I got up there. I got up there to the inmates and I called them a couple more wimpy names and I said, Y'all go on to the let's go on to the visiting room. On the way back I went a different way. I couldn't even go back that same way. Wow, and you, and you're a prison guard dealing with the worst of the worst on a daily basis, having to face down these these guys who murdered people and right. robbed people and everything, and yet you couldn't find the couldn't will to look couldn't through go in that the basement. window. Now, no, did you ever find out that, what was going on in there? I mean, what was there? there? Yeah, I went and got a flashlight. Okay. And the keys, and I went back down there, of course, with somebody. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Went. As soon as I entered that stairwell again, there was that feeling of something. It was gone. Oh, there, you, oh the feeling wasn't there anymore. You didn't the have feeling that feeling The feeling wasn't anymore. there no more. And we was, we went right down there and with our flashlights, and we looked around. Nothing was there. We couldn't see any footsteps or nothing on the dusty floor. Nothing. Did you look in the window? We went through the door, yeah. Oh, he opened, actually opened the door and went in. Jesus. Wow. Jesus, uh, you, you I, I gotta say, man, you—that that was got kind of creepy. That's got you know, you're sick. You know, we all have that that kind of sixth sense, you know, that you need to listen to, yeah, from time to time. So. And yours sounded like it was working overtime. That telling me, don't go in there. That's that's pretty spooky there. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't just not to go in there. It was I couldn't don't even, even look. look through the window. Yeah, wow. you just couldn't bring yourself to do it. Even look through the window. I couldn't to see. walk up to the door and look in the window because I didn't have the keys to go in there. To go in there. Wow, that's. I was just going to look through the window and I couldn't do it. Wow, that's. And the fact that the inmates said no and these, they felt these it. These bad dudes. And they all these yeah. bad dudes said no. I, I'm not going. We're not, oh, no, no, we're not going in there. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you that when you're dealing with the paranormal, it doesn't matter how bad you are. Oh, it are. doesn't matter. Paranormal ain't got nothing to do with it. I don't know how bad you are. <laughs> well, well, Jerry, you know, I know you probably still have more stories uh, yeah. from the penitentiary, but I want to get off on some things that you and I have talked about uh, off the air. Um, you were telling me about a place there in your area, and I don't want to get too specific or anything like that. Um, I mean, I understand now it's no longer there, but there was a place called uh, – I, if I remember correctly, you said it was called Crybaby Bridge. Oh yeah, Crybaby Bridge. Yeah, Crybaby okay. Bridge. And what's what's the deal? with Well, that? the story that Jerry told me is that that sometime in the past, yeah. this woman and husband were fighting, having a bad argument, and she took the baby and was leaving him. And you know those old bridges. What do you mean leaving him? Leaving, leaving the, him. Leaving the baby at the bridge? No, no, leaving the husband. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, what's going on? I don't but want to hear this story. But baby. it was an old this <laughs> leaving is, the husband. This okay. was an old bridge, you know, wooden with yeah. with iron rails on the side. Oh yeah, those old old And it was <laughs> raining and storming and somehow or another she lost control and went off the bridge. And they found her. And of course she she was she was no longer with us. Uh but they never found the baby. Okay. Now, Jerry, didn't you tell me that the the legend goes that you could go out on the bridge and stand there in the middle of the night and you could hear the baby you could hear crying? The baby crying. Is yeah, it, the, it, guys, there's there's so many rumors and stories about it. Some people say it has to be a stormy night. 
you know, clouds and stuff like that. Kind of like the night that it happened. Right. Well, you know, kids, we always had to go out there and uh-huh. sit there and, yes, guys, you could hear a baby crying. You heard this baby yourself. Yes. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's, that's pretty creepy. But the time that I'm alluding to is when you told me about having a flashlight in your hand and something was going on or something or other, and you happened to turn towards one of the ends of the, and, and by the way, this bridge is out in the middle of the boonies yeah. on a Creek. It used to be, they got it yeah. blocked off. You can't get to it anymore. Oh, okay. Well, you said you turned and that flashlight just happened to shine across the other end of the bridge and you saw something. Do you remember that? Telling me that you're talking about the big figure at the end of the bridge that, yeah, that's what I'm alluding the big to. figure. Tell us that. Oh, why do you have to break Southeast Oklahoma, by the way, that. do what I was telling, just telling Harold that this is in Southeast Oklahoma. Okay. All right. Yes. And, uh, some of the people, where it was a bear, but no, <laughs> this was, this figure was, I'm six one. Mm-hmm. This figure was about at least two foot taller than I am. That's big. That's pretty, well, that could be a bear, you know, couldn't it? No, no. <laughs> the way this was standing there, it was not, the arms was not like bear legs. It went. It went past its waist. Oh, okay. It had, <laughs> I don't want to say it was a Bigfoot. I was going to say, it sounds like Bigfoot to me. That's what it sounds like. But that, it would fit the description of what people say when they saw Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, when I shined it, a couple of us saw it, but it was only there. For a split second. So you were just turning to the other side of the bridge and your flashlight just happened to go. We were turning around to walk back to our vehicle. Okay. And you, this, this thing was at the end, other end of the bridge. Well, we could hear it running through the woods. But the bad thing about it is it sounded like it was running through the woods towards our cars. Oh Christ. <laughs> How fast did y'all get to the cars? Well, cause I wouldn't want to get, get to my car pretty fast. Got there pretty quick. But people <laughs> like me, I wanted to go after it. Oh, great. You're that guy. You want to go after it. Okay. <laughs> well, Wasn't there some splashing or something like that? Like somebody yes, was throwing that, rocks, big was, rocks. It in was the, running. It was on the other side of the Creek and it, like it was running towards our vehicle. So it crossed the Creek. Oh, shit. And Oh my gosh, guys, <laughs> the, the stuff I did when I was a kid, I'm surprised I'm still alive. So I, you, you made it to the cars and you peeled out of there. I, I assume it was a gravel road. It was a dirt gravel road. Yeah. And when you take off and you throw in gravel, you're throwing gravel away from the car, oh, right? Yeah. Yes, right, away right, from the car, right. yeah. There was rocks hitting our car. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that is a classic Bigfoot move in a lot of reports. What? They throw rocks. 
No, that's I'm dead serious. You can read just about any report you want to. In fact, there's a video. You don't think you could have been spinning the wheels and the rocks? Well, it, I guess you know, that's possible. You know, I guess that's possible. No, you, well, it could be possible that it would land, you know, on the hood and stuff. But mostly, it's going behind the car. Yeah, yeah. That, this that was, right. and we were going forward. So, anyways, the, the rocks were hitting the hood of my truck. Oh Jesus. I, that would be. Was there a car in front of you? Maybe. No. You you were the lead car. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, that's when you wow. tell me when you tell me that story that because you know, Bigfoot encounter. Everybody knows I'm a big, a huge Bigfoot. And I know yes. it doesn't have anything to do with the prison, but I well, I found that story very very cool. So well, it, you it, do it, know it they're trying to about get here. a uh, Bigfoot hunting season up here in Oklahoma. Yeah, right? I understand that it's got to be trapped a trapped humanely and has to be alive for it to well that's if you want the three million dollar reward oh no, it's a three million dollar reward boy you have every kind of nut up there trying to get uh, that's that. that's scary that's that's a scary part i don't right think there. I, I i bet every bigfoot investigator has ever been up there is ticked off about oh this. i'm sure they are you well, know because you have actually, people actually they got a documentary being filmed in honovi and that's that's where most of the sightings in oklahoma have been yeah. and they're they've got a it's going to be a big series <laughs> oh nubby over this. i gotta explain and this to harold oh, hold, hold on a second i gotta explain this to harold ho nubby is oklahoma speech for a town called hanobia hanobia okay yeah, but it's it, it, it if you ask anybody in oklahoma what the name of that town is they'll tell you it's ho nubby yeah okay anyway i'm sorry jerry i didn't mean to interrupt go ahead all right well that's that's Good. the home of bigfoot in oklahoma yeah, it's Southeast they Oklahoma big, in the Kaimishi Mountains. Yeah, yeah, yep, they have there. a Bigfoot uh, festival. Sorry, somebody's at my front door. Conference Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that dog? That's a Bigfoot at the door. Holy cow! Y'all talking about me? Yeah, that's a big dog. Well, well, we're just about about to wrap things up anyway. So it, yeah. Well, Jerry, um, do you have anything that you'd like to tell us before we end this this interview? Any any stories or any advice for anybody that has paranormal experience or anything? Do you have any anything you'd like to say? Well, like I said, I've had a lot of experiences with seeing and hearing things and actually being touched. Those these things aren't, as far as I can tell. And like I said, this is the worst of the worst. I've seen a lot of murders, a lot of violence, a lot of stuff happening over my years. And the only thing that I felt like it would hurt me is that one incident. If if you're out there and you feel something's wrong, you've got to trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. Yep. I yep. think that's really good if, advice. It's good advice, yeah. If you're calm and it's it's everything's fine but if you feel something is wrong you've got to learn to trust that mm-hmm. so you just just be careful and trust your instincts right. well yeah, jerry this advice. is good this advice. has been absolutely uh, fantastic you you've have some really great stories and, and it sounds like you have do you, i assume you have some more from the prison Oh yes, sir. Well, we'll. I think, know. We we might have Jerry back. I we'll think keep we might retainer, just man. do we that. Might, you wouldn't have a problem coming back and, and doing another one you know? sometime, would you? No, I wouldn't have a problem. All right. Well, All right. ladies and gentlemen, retired uh, 
prison guard right, captain, captain Jerry. Um, we sure appreciate you for coming on the show, and I I bet our, our listeners are going to appreciate you sharing some of these stories. And in fact, I think you're going to be one of the more popular interviews that we've had. Um, and we appreciate uh, you telling us a little bit about uh, what it's like to be a, a prison guard in a maximum security prison. I'm Terry Price, and you're listening to The Spook Show. We want to remind you that if you're listening to us on YouTube, please go down there and click on the subscribe button and give us a thumbs up. It helps us keep the show going and and keep things uh, moving along so that we can do more interviews and more stories. And uh, you can even even find us at Facebook. That's right, right, you can. I'm Harold Presley, and you can find us at Facebook.com. That would be forward slash. Uh, Price Presley Spook Show. And like Terry said, click subscribe and like on our YouTube page, uh, Price and Presley Spook Show page, and uh, Podbean. You can uh, get all the shows there. Now, on YouTube, get them free there. Uh, But you're going to have to wait until we upload it. Well, the Uh, the difference is, let me explain this real quick. The difference about between Podbean and YouTube is YouTube, we've got to do a lot of editing and put up pictures and video and all that sort of stuff. Podbean is just audio only, so it's oh, easier. Yeah. We can we can load that up with, you know, with these shows as just almost as soon yeah. as we can record. As soon as we get them done, we we get get them up there, and they'll be up, and you'll be able to hear them before anybody else. That's right. You That's know, right. So it's a one time fee of I think twenty dollars, and yeah. so yeah. you can get that there, or you can wait until we we do the YouTube because YouTube. it's it's a little different. You get to see video and pictures, and we try to set the mood and all that sort of and, stuff. And be sure and email us those stories. We you got good stories. We want to share them with everybody out there at uh, Price Presley Show at Gmail dot com. Yeah, sure you send them in to us. Be sure you send us your stories because we really want to hear what happened to you and 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 uh, um, you know. And we won't tell your name. You know, oh, that's you know, right. We keep it all. Your name will not be mentioned. We just want to hear your story so we can share this. So we'll just say, hey, we got a story from one of our listeners out there, and this is it. We won't yep, tell it. That's right. All right. Well, for uh, yeah. Mr. Harold Presley, I'm Terry Price. I'm Harold Presley. Thank you for uh, um, tuning in tonight. To the Price Presley Spook Show Podcast. Come back and uh, listen to what we got next. And one other thing. Don't get spooked. Spooked.